Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Lots to talk about today on The Blind Analysis. First, I want to talk about this week one matchup, Monday Night Football between the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos. Then I want to talk about a few of the other games that took place in week one of the NFL. And I also want to talk a little Seattle Mariners baseball and a little MLB news as well. So first, I'm going to get started with the Seahawks-Broncos game. What a game between the Seahawks and the Broncos, of course, with Russell Wilson coming back to take on his old team. Uh, This game had a lot of interest, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Right away, the Seahawks get on the board first. Um, They uh, really get their offense going. Um, um, Geno Smith uh, drives the football down the field, gets some big completions early. Uh, And then he finds Will Disley in the end zone for a touchdown to give the Seahawks an early 7-0 lead. Um, And then uh, the Broncos answer back with a field goal by Brandon McManus. That makes the score 7-3. Then the Seahawks answer back with a field goal of their own by Jason Myers. That makes the score 10-3. But then the Broncos tie the game up. Russell Wilson finds Jerry Judy in the end zone for a big 67-yard connection for a touchdown. That ties the game up at 10 to 10. Then the Seahawks jump back in front. Um, Geno Smith finds Cody Parkinson in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, the first career touchdown for Cody Parkinson. Good to see him healthy after um, being injured uh, his first couple of seasons in the NFL. Um, he just had uh, seven career catches coming into this game. Uh, he ended up with a couple of big catches on that drive, including a big touchdown reception, and the Seahawks um, jumped up to a 17-10 lead. Uh, Then the Broncos add on another field goal by Brandon McManus right before halftime. That makes the score 17-13 going into halftime. Uh, Then in the second half, both defenses uh, really played well, um, especially the Seahawks defense. I thought uh, they did a really good job of – preventing the Broncos from scoring. Broncos had three opportunities uh, where they were near the goal line and the Seahawks defense uh, was able to come up with three big turnovers. Um, You know, uh, the Broncos running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, really ran the football well, but they were not able to punch it in. Seahawks defense was able to take advantage of that. Um, And although offensively, the Seahawks could not get anything going in the second half, Um, You know, they were able to do just enough in this football game. Uh, The Broncos were able to add on one more field goal by Brandon McManus. That made the score 17 to 16. Uh, But late in the fourth quarter, under two minutes to go, uh, Russell Wilson driving the Broncos down the field. And, um, you know, all of us 12s uh, know what Russell Wilson can do in uh, this two-minute drill. Um, But the Seahawks defense... Uh, was able to hold them and uh, get the Broncos into a fourth down situation. And on fourth and five, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, makes a very interesting decision. He decides to go for a very long field goal attempt with Brandon McManus, going for a career-long 64-yard field goal. He ends up missing the field goal on fourth and five, and the Seahawks end up winning the game. Final score of 17-16. to A really interesting decision by Nathaniel Hackett to go for the field goal instead of putting the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. Um, 
But, uh, you know, the Seahawks, uh, they end up hanging on and winning this game. Final score of 17 to 16. Um, Geno Smith uh, played very well, especially in the first half of this football game. Um, you know, in the second half, Seahawks, like I said, were not able to really do anything offensively. And uh, Geno Smith talked about that post game. He said, uh, you know, we didn't finish the way that we wanted to. Um, you know, but the Seahawks were able to do just enough. Their defense was able to help them uh, win this football game. Um, and uh, Geno Smith, very impressive in the first half of this football game, throwing a couple of touchdown passes. I thought uh, he really ran this offense well. Uh, Rashad Penny um, really ran the football well in this game. Uh, but to me, what really stood out was this Seattle Seahawks defense, especially in the red zone. Um, you know, they were very good in the red zone last season, and that has really carried over into week one of this season, and hopefully that will continue all season long. Uh, but the Seahawks, they shock the world. They get a big upset win over the Denver Broncos. Final score of 17-16. to Great game for the Seahawks. And uh, with the Seahawks uh, being the only team in the NFC West to win in week one, they are alone in first place. Uh, 49ers. Uh, losing to the Bears in uh, terrible rainy weather conditions. Um, Justin Fields had an impressive fourth quarter for the Bears. They got a big win over the 49ers. A tough game for Trey Lance. Um, and uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinals get absolutely destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, no Tyreek Hill, no problem. He throws five touchdown passes in this game. Ends up putting up 44 points on the board. Um, and uh, really spreads the ball out uh, very well uh, with everyone, with Travis Kelsey and uh, with all of his receivers as well. Um, and the Chiefs get a big win over the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Rams, um, they end up losing to the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night. A good game in the first half. Uh, the game was tied 10-10 to um, going into halftime. But then in the second half, Josh Allen Really took over, um, had an incredible football game. Uh, Josh Allen really played well, and this Bills defense dominated. Matthew Stafford ended up with three big turnovers um, in this game that really ended up hurting the Rams, and the Buffalo Bills got a big 31-10 to win. Uh, so Seahawks alone in first place in the NFC West, uh, but it's only week one. So uh, lots of season to go, but hopefully the Seahawks can continue to play well. Um, other games around the league, um, the Steelers, uh, they win a big nail biter in overtime over the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, great win for the Steelers. Uh, their defense really stood out in this football game. A rough game for Joe Burrow. The Bengals offense uh, turns over the football five times, and the Steelers um, end up uh, hanging on and winning this game in overtime. Uh, big win for Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But in that game, uh, the defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, um, ends up with a bit of a, a pec injury. It looks like he um, ends up uh, with a torn pectoral muscle. Um, sounds like it's not going to be as severe as everyone thought it was going to be, but he will miss six weeks. Um, so, you know, we'll see how the Steelers defense does without um, TJ Watt. Uh, but they get a big win in overtime, and hopefully T.J. Watt will recover and come back for the Steelers soon. Another big injury um, around the league in the Cowboys-Buccaneers game. 
uh, Dak Prescott um, ends up uh, breaking his thumb um, in this football game. He will be out uh, for six to eight weeks. Um, he already had surgery on that broken thumb. Um, so we'll see uh, how the Cowboys offense is going to look moving forward. They really struggled in this game. They were only able to put up three points. Uh, and the Buccaneers get a big 19-3 to win over the Cowboys. Um, you know, Tom Brady um, definitely uh, did say that he would have liked to have played better in this football game. Uh, but the Buccaneers defense, um, you know, really uh, played well. Um, and the Buccaneers get a big win over the Dallas Cowboys to start their season. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys moving forward. Cooper Rush will be their starting quarterback um, moving forward. So we'll see how that goes for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, I'm sure they're all hoping that Dak will recover soon. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully Dak will recover soon and uh, get back to playing football. Um uh, the uh, Vikings, they get a big win over the Green Bay Packers. Um, and uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, really struggles to get that Packers offense going. Um, and uh, what a game for Justin Jefferson. Um, he ends up uh, with about 184 receiving yards and a couple of touchdowns um, in this game. A great game for Kirk Cousins as well. Um, and uh, the Vikings, uh, they get a big win over the Packers. Their defense was really impressive in that game. Um, and, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to figure this offense out uh, moving forward. They're definitely going to have to rely a lot on their running game. And uh, their receivers are really going to have to step it up um, as the Packers uh, move on to week two. So uh, lots of interesting games. Um, uh, the uh, the Dolphins end up beating the Patriots. Um and uh, Mac Jones ends up with a little bit of a back injury uh, for the Patriots. Uh, hopefully he can recover soon. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens uh, with him uh, moving forward. Uh, but, um, you know, there were a lot of good games. Uh, the Chargers, uh, they get a big win um, over the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, all those AFC West games are going to be must-see TV. Uh, so keep an eye on those games. Um, and uh, uh, the Ravens, uh, they beat the Jets. Um, the Eagles win a close game over the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Commanders, uh, they win a close game over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and uh, the, the Colts and the Texans, uh, they end up uh, tying in overtime. I've said this many times. Uh, there has to be some sort of rule change uh, for games not to end in a tie. Um, so we'll see if the end of the NFL eventually addresses that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, lots of, uh, interesting games this week. Um, you know, I don't think I covered them all, but, um, you know, there were a lot of, uh, um, fun and exciting games to watch. And, uh, um, you know, it was uh, really interesting. Uh, the saints, uh, they win a close game over the Falcons, um, the Panthers, uh, they end up uh, losing to the Browns. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, just uh, lots of good games. So uh, that's my thoughts on um, everything around the NFL for week one. Now I want to talk Mariners baseball. A uh, really interesting series between the Mariners and the Braves. Game one, Robbie Ray on the mound for the Mariners going up against Charlie Morton. 
Um, and uh, right away, the Braves get on the board first. Dansby Swanson hits a two-run home run to give the Braves an early two-to-nothing lead. Uh, then the Mariners answer back with a two-run home run of their own by Carlos Santana, uh, his 13th home run of the season that ties the game up at two-to-two. Then the Braves jump back in front. Robbie Grossman hits an RBI base hit to give the Braves a three-to-two lead. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, the Braves add on. Uh, Travis Dorno hits a solo home run to extend the Braves' lead to four-to-two. Then J.P. Crawford hits a solo home run for the Mariners, his sixth home run of the season. That makes the score four-to-three. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, the Braves continue to add on. Michael Harris hits a solo home run for the Braves uh, to give them a 5-3 to lead over the Mariners. And then Robbie Grossman adds on for the Braves with another solo home run that makes the score 6-3. to Then Carlos Santana hits his second home run of the game. Uh, that makes the score 6-4, to the 14th home run of the season for Carlos Santana. Um, but the Mariners fall a little bit short in Game 1. Final score of 6-4. to uh, Game 2, a very good pitching matchup. George Kirby on the mound for the Mariners going up against Max Freed. And um, both starting pitchers in this game were very impressive. Um, George Kirby continues to impress after winning uh, the Rookie of the Month award in the month of August. He continues to be very impressive in the month of September. Game was scoreless for a while. Max Freed was also pitching very well until Sam Haggerty Breaks up that scoreless streak with a solo home run, his fifth home run of the season to give the Mariners a one to nothing lead. Um, and then uh, Eugenio Suarez adds on to that lead for the Mariners with a solo home run, um, his uh, 28th home run of the season. This gives the Mariners a two to nothing lead. Um, and then uh, the Braves, they get one run on the board as well um, on an RBI ground out. Uh, by uh, Matt Olson, that makes the score two to one. But George Kirby um, ends up uh, giving up that one unearned run. Uh, but um, you know he pitches very well in this ball game. Mariners bullpen takes over and they shut down this Braves lineup. Uh, Julio Rodriguez adds on another run with an RBI double for the Mariners, and the Mariners go on to win this game. Final score of three to one. Um, game three. Um, uh, what an offensive show uh, Game 3 was. Um, on the mound for the Mariners, uh, Marco Gonzalez, um, and uh, he goes up against Jake Odorizzi. Um, and Marco Gonzalez pitches very well in this ball game. Mariners back him with some early run support. Um, uh, right away, uh, the Mariners uh, get on the board with a solo home run by Julio Rodriguez, his 24th home run of the season. This gives the Mariners a one to nothing lead. Uh, then Adam Frazier drives in a pair of runs with a two-run triple. This extends the Mariners' lead to three to nothing. Sam Haggerty drives in Adam Frazier with an RBI base hit. That makes the score four to nothing. Um, but uh, the Braves, uh, they get a solo home run by Austin Riley. Um, and... Uh, um, Actually, um, after the home run by Julio Rodriguez, Austin Riley hits a solo home run. Uh, that made the score one-to-one. Uh, then Adam Frazier drives in a pair of runs with a two-run triple. Sam Haggerty drives in a run with a base hit. Mariners are about to a four-to-one lead. Um, and then uh, 
after that, um, the Mariners, uh, they uh, continue uh, to add on uh, in this game. A. Eugenio Suarez hits a solo home run, his 29th home run of the season to extend the Mariners lead to five to one. Um, and then uh, a J.P. Crawford drives in a run with an RBI double to extend the Mariners lead to six to one. But then here come the Braves. Um, Michael Harris hit the solo home run. That makes the score six to two. Um, and then in the ninth inning, uh, with the Braves down to their final out, two runners on, Michael Harris hits another home run, a three-run shot. That makes the score six to five. Uh, then the Braves get another runner on base, and Robbie Grossman puts the Braves in front with a two-run home run. Uh, that gives the Braves a seven to six lead over the Mariners. But then in the bottom of the ninth inning, Julio Rodriguez ties the game up with his second home run of the ball game, his 25th home run of the season. That ties the game up at 7-7. And then Eugenio Suarez hits his second home run of the ball game, his 30th home run of the season, and the Mariners go on to win this game. Final score of 8-7. Mariners take two out of three from the Atlanta Braves to win this series. And uh, the Mariners are now tied with the Toronto Blue Jays for that top wild card spot with the Tampa Bay Rays a half game back. Um, so um, Mariners get a big series win. Um, and uh, what a great job by this Mariners offense. Um, you know, their bullpen, which has been so good all season long, has been a big strength of uh, this Mariners team. Um, and uh, they came up a little bit short um, in uh, this final uh game um but uh, the Mariners were able to um win this game final score of eight to seven and uh, the Mariners win the series so what a big series win for the Mariners um and uh, with the Blue Jays and the Rays playing each other um in uh these next uh couple of games uh it's going to be very important for the Mariners to win these next couple of games against the San Diego Padres uh to keep the pressure on the Rays and the Blue Jays so um you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. A good pitching matchup for game one for the Mariners and the Padres. You um, Darvish on the mound for the Padres going up against Logan Gilbert. So uh, that's going to be um, a very good pitching matchup. But uh, very happy that the Mariners were able to get this series win. And, um, you know, um, can't wait to see what happens uh, here in these uh, final few games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch. So uh, that's my thoughts on everything Mariners baseball. Uh, really quickly, um, just want to talk about Albert Pujols for a second. He has now uh, passed Alex Rodriguez on the all-time home run list. Albert Pujols is now fourth on the all-time home run list with 697 career home runs, just three away from 700. I really hope he gets there. Um, so, you know, that's going to be fun to keep an eye on. And Aaron Judge is now at 55 home runs this season. Uh, so we'll see if he can uh, reach uh, that 62 home run mark. Um, so uh, that's my thoughts on everything. Just want to leave you guys uh, with a quick um, thought before I go. Um, I heard something really interesting on Caleb uh, the other day. Um, a, a listener called in um, and uh, was talking about uh, the loss of a loved one. Um, and uh, Scott Smith, uh, one of the Caleb 
radio DJs uh, was able to be very comforting. Um, and uh, he talked about um, when he was young and um, his his mom um, lost her battle to cancer and uh, she went to be with the Lord. Um, and he talked about how, you know, how he prayed for healing for his mom, um, you know, for a long time. And uh, when that healing didn't come, um, you know, soon afterwards, he realized that his mom received the ultimate healing. Um, you know, she uh, was no longer suffering and she got to be with the Lord in heaven. Um, so, you know, anyone who um, may have been praying for a loved one um, and, uh, you know, their loved one has gone to be with the Lord and they didn't receive that earthly healing, know that your loved one has received that ultimate healing. Um, and they are now um, with the Lord in heaven. So, um, you know, I just want to um, remind you guys that, um, you know, if you've lost a loved one, um, you know, the Bible says that um, as believers, um, you know, we don't have to, um, to you know, um, you know, it's okay to cry, but, you know, we don't have to cry and um, like cry like there's no hope. Uh, because we know that as long as we uh, stand firm in our Christian faith, uh, we will once again be reunited with our loved ones in heaven. Um, so I just want to leave you guys with that today. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks.